0: Welcome to Zikhudafsi Simad, Memer, Be'eram, Goldar, and today we're in Zechas, Yuma, Dav, Pei, the Eighth Perik, Yom So the three jobs we're going to focus on, number one, the Mishnah, Dav, Pei, Gemma, Amadal, brat, the Halachos, relate to Mishnah, Nafalav, Mapolos, a person upon whom a building collapsed on him on Shabbos. It was taught in the Bryce on this daf, when cleaning rubble from a victim, Adheich, Bodak, up to where on the person's body. does one examine to see whether he's still alive. Rashi explains that the case where the victim is not moving and appears to be dead. The Quran answers Ad up to his nose, where she explains that if there's no breathing, he's certainly dead and should be left there until after Shabbos. Yesha Omrim Ad and some say up to his heart to determine if there's a heartbeat. If one checked and found the bodies in the top layer of the heap to be dead, you should not say that the lower ones have certainly died already. Rather, one should continue to clear away the rubble on the chance that those in the bottom of the heap are still alive. Point number two, the morning's brings a and presents several opinions regarding the source of the halacha, that pikuach nefesh, doches Shabbos. Saving a life is doches Shabbos. The last opinion is that of Rebbe Shem who brings the pasuk that states, B'nei Israel shall observe Shabbos in order to perform the Shabbos throughout the generations. Amr Torah, love Shabbos Harbe. The Torah said, Bimachal one Shabbos, by saving his life, so that he may observe many Shabbosim. Rav Yudah said, In the name of Shmuel, Had I been there among the Tanaim discussing this, I would have said that my source is better than theirs. It says in the Pasach, You shall guard my decrees and my laws, that man shall carry them out, v'chai and by which he shall live. This implies, V'oshin y'amus behem, but he shall not die on their account. So we see from here that the saving of a life overrides any mitzvah aside from the three cardinal sins. Rabbi compares Shmuel's source to the others and shows that they can all be refuted except for Shmuel's. And point number three the final mission of the Mesechta states, Misavah Yom Kippurim Mechapim Ima Death and Yom Kippur are Mechapur together with chuva. The more infers from this that they are Mechapur with chuva, but on their own, without chuva, they're not Mechapur. So, based on this, the Gemara suggests that the mission is not in accordance with Rabbi, Rebbe. For it was taught in a Bryce, the Brights, Rebbe says, For all versions in the Torah, whether the transgressor did tshuva or not, Yom Kippur is except for one who throws off the yoke of God by denying Hashem, one who acts instantly towards the Torah by ridiculing it, and one who violates Bris meal, which Rashi and Zahedron explains to mean that he refuses to be circumcised or he pulls the remnant of his orla over to conceal it. Yom Kippur is not merchap if they do not do tshuva. So the Gemara answers that the Mishnah can even follow the view of Rebbe. For although one who does tshuva before Yom Kippur still requires Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur does not require tshuva. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah and the Pei brought Allah related to Mishnah Nafal a person upon who a building collapsed on him on Shabbos. Was taught in a on this daf when cleaning rubble from a victim, ad bodik, Up to where on the person's body does one examine to see whether he's still alive? Rush explains that the cases where the victim is not moving and appears to be dead, the gemara answers adchotma up to his nose. Rush explains that if there's no breathing; he's certainly dead and should be left there until after Shabbos. Omrim ad libo, and some up to his heart to determine if there's a heartbeat. Matel yonim mesim, will kvar mesu if one checked and found the bodies in the top layer of the heap to be dead, he should not say that the lower ones have certainly died already. Rather, one should continue to clear away the rubble on the chance that those in the bottom of the heap are still alive. Point number two: the Gemara brings a bris that presents several opinions regarding the source of the halacha that pikuach nefesh the shabbos saving a life is doches shabbos. The last opinion is that of Rabbi Shimon Minas, who brings the pasuk that states, "B'sham bene Yisrael, is a shabbos, lasos is a shabbos B'nei so shall observe Shabbos in order to perform the Shabbos throughout the generations. Amr Torah, chilo alav Shabbos achas, The Torah said, Machal one Shabbos by saving his life, so that he may observe many Shabbasim. But Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, had I been there among the Tanai discussing this, I would have said that my source is better than theirs. It says in the puzzle you shall guard my decrees and my laws, that man shall carry them out, and by which he shall live. This implies that should yamuz but he shall not die. On their accounts. so we see from here that the saving of a life overrides any mitzvah aside from the three cardinal sins. Rabbi compares Shmuel's source to the others and shows that they all can be refuted except for Shmuel's. And point with you, the final mission of the Mesachta states: Mitzvah Yom Kippurim Mechaperim death and Yom Kippur are together with tshuva. The Gemara infers from this that they're mechaper with chuva, but on their own without tshuva, they're not mechaper. So based on this, the Gemara suggests the mission is not in accordance with Rebbe. For a bris, so Rebbe says, a in the Torah the Yom for all verses in the Torah, whether the transgressor did tshuva or not. Yom Kippur is not mechaper. Chutz meporok all megal made for bris Basar, except for one who throws off the yoke of God by denying Hashem, one who acts insolently towards the Torah by ridiculing it, and one who violates bris milah, which Rashi and Zehudin explains to mean that he refuses to be circumcised or he pulls the remnant of his orla over to conceal it. Yom Kippur is not mechaper they do not do tshuva. The rare answers of the mission can even follow the view of Rebbe. For although one who does tshuva before Yom Kippur still requires Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur does not require tshuva. All right, so now we go to our Simber Pehe, and our is related to a pe, a mouth, and we use a dentist, a dentist. So here goes. The dentist who was pulled out from the lowest level of the clinic that collapsed on Shabbos by the dedicated members of the Vechai Beham rescue team resolved then and there to do tshuva, knowing he would also need next Yom Kippur. For Kampara. Once again, in slow motion. The dentist, the dentist, that must be run off Pehe, mouth. The dentist who was pulled out from the lowest level of the clinic the class on Shabbos, which reminds us as the hooks up to where on the person's body does one examine to see whether someone is still alive in a collapsed building. The Tanakama holds up to his nose to see if he's breathing, and the Yeshomring holds up to his heart to determine if there's a heartbeat. We also learned that if one checked and found the bodies in the top layer of the heap to be dead, he should continue to clear away the rubble on the chance that those in the bottom of the heap are still alive. So the dentist who was pulled out from the lowest level of the clinic that collapsed on Shabbos by the dedicated members of the V'chai BeHem rescue team, which reminds us, that Moore brings a Risa to present several opinions regarding the source for the lack of the Pikuch nefesh, is dochas of Shabbos? to said in the name well, that he felt he had the best source. Behem, behem. And Rava compares Shmuel's source to the others and shows that they can all be refuted except for Shmuel's. So the dentist who was pulled out from the lowest level of a clinic that collapsed on Shabbos by the dedicated members of the v'chay behem rescue team resolved then and there to do teshuva, knowing he would also need next Yom Kippur for kapara. Which reminds the final mission of the mesachta states: Misav Yom Kippurim mechappim me'meshuva. Death and Yom Kippur are mechaper together with tshuva. And the Gmore infers from this that they are mechaper with tshuva, but on their own, without tshuva, they are not mechaper. And based on this, the Gemara suggests that the mission is not in accordance with Rebbe, who taught that Yom Kippur is mechaper, even when the transgressor did not do tshuva. The Gemara answers that the mission can even follow the view of Rebbe, for although one who does tshuva for Yom Kippur still requires Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur does not require tshuva. So once again, the dentist who was pulled out from the lowest level of the clinic the collapse on Shabbos by the dedicated members of the Vechai rescue team resolved then and there to do Teshuvah, knowing he would also need next Yom Kippur for Kapara. All right, now it's time for four block back Hazar Daf Pe'alov. So the Simon Daf Pe'alov is a grandpa. So here goes. The grandpa, grandpa. That must be more on Daf Pe'alov. The grandpa who was always grumpy when he only ate a chatshir of food, with a chetzishear of drink, which reminds me of Kissis said the ton of our mission which stayed at Ochbushoso and with starving is Rabbi Yeshua who holds that when it comes to Tuma, if the degree of Tuma is the same, but not their shear, the items are not mizdharif. Rav Nachman said our mission can also be, according to the Rabban, who hold that items with different sheerim of Tumah, do combine. In the case of Tuma, the halacha concept of Tuma in all its various degrees and measures, is in the final analysis one and the same. But here, in the case of eating and drinking Yom Kippur, the liability is on account of putting the mind at ease, and the mind of one who ate and drank Chetzi Shurim, is not at ease. So the grandpa, who was always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi of food with a chetzi of drink, was ready to be mostly mechol al-kodesh, which reminds us that we reconcile the contradictory of psukim of Shosech shosechim b'tishol al-kodesh, and shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month with the pustik be'erev, in the evening, which implies that one begins fasting only from nightfall, that one begins fasting when it's still day of the ninth. From here we learn, Shemosif mechol kodesh that we add from the weekday unto the hoy and we learn that we add from the weekday unto the Hoy upon its departure as well from me'erev ad-erev, from evening evening until evening. So the grandpa, who was always grumpy when he only ate a of food with a chetzishira of drink, was ready to be mochol al Kodesh after eating like a king Arab Yom Kippur on the ninth. Which reminds us Khibar Medifti taught the Venisimison of shosekh and Bitisha and you shall afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month is coming to tell you Ko Kiwo Hisana Tishiva Siri. If one eats and drinks on the ninth, the Torah treats him as if he had fastened on the ninth and the tenth. Duff Pay Base. So the Simmer Duff Pay Base is a pub. So here goes. The pregnant mother who was training her young children to fasten Yom Kippur was so overcome with a craving from the wafting smell of a from the pub next door. Pub? That must be more in Duff. Pay base. The pregnant mother was training her young children to fasten Yom Kippur, which reminds Gamora discusses when to begin training children to fasten Yom Kippur, and that healthy children are trained a year earlier than sickly children. So, the pregnant mother who was training her young children to fast Yom Kippur was so overcome with a craving from the wafting smell of a chuzzer from the pub next door that she sucked on a juicy thin reed, which reminds us of the discussion about feeding a pregnant woman with a craving, and that at first we try to relieve her craving by sticking a spindle into the liquid of the prohibited meat and placing it in her mouth to suck, and ultimately, if she can't be relieved by any means, we feed her the very fat of the prohibited food, for there's nothing that stands in the way of saving life other than the three carnal sins of Avodazor, Elgilia, Raias, and so the pregnant mother who was training her young children to fast Yom was to overcome with a craving from the wafting smell of chazer from the pub next door that she sucked on a juicy thin reed, relieved that she wasn't violating one of the three cardinal sins, which reminds us that G'mon proceeds to bring the sources that one must give up his life rather than commit one of the three cardinal sins, and that the halacha that one must give up his life rather than commit murder is based on the sforah of my For what do you see to assume that your blood is redder than that of the victim? Duff Pei so the Simmer Pei is a pogo stick. So here goes. The sick pogo stick champion, pogo stick champion, that must be more on Doth Pei Gimel. The sick pogo stick champion, who told a group of doctors he desperately needed to eat, which reminds us that the Sugi of went to feed a chola on Yom Kippur, and that Marba Ravashi was the more lenient opinion who said that wherever the sick person says I need to eat, even if there are a hundred experts who say he doesn't need to eat, we listen to him and feed him. For it says in the Pasuk, Le'vi a Maras Nausha, the heart knows the bitterness of its soul. So the sick pogo stick champion, who told a group of doctors he desperately needed to eat, leaped towards two huge piles of Tevel and Truma, which reminds of the Malchux regarding one who is seized with Bulma's what one would feed him if he only had Tevel or Truma to choose from. Ben Tema says we feed him Truma because he holds Tevel is more khamer because it's prohibited to all, whereas Truma is fit for a Cohen. The Tanakama holds we feed him Tevel because Truma is more khamer because it cannot be rendered fit for consumption, whereas Tevel can be rendered fit for consumption by separating the appropriate Truma's and meiserous. So the sick pogo stick champion who told the group of doctors he desperately needed to eat leaped towards two huge piles of Tevil and Truma and landed on a sorceress practicing magic on her mad dog instead. Which reminds us, the mission state of one who was bitten by a mad dog, we don't feed him from its liver load. Rush explains that even though doctors use this treatment, it's not a valid enough cure for which the prohibition against eating non-kosher food would be suspended. They weren't asked how the dog became afflicted with this condition. Rav says female sorcerers amuse themselves by practicing their sorcery on the dog. Shmuel said a ruch ra rests upon it. Duff paid to the sermon. Duff paid is a launch pad. So here goes. The noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad. Rocket ship launch pad? That must be one duff. All the noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad, which reminds the one who feels pain in a soul referring to a condition known as Zephidna, which begins in the teeth and gums and spreads to in the intestines, we put medicine in his mouth for him on Shabbos because it's a Safak Nefashos. And the need to avoid any possible danger to life supersedes Shabbos. And the word brings the instant Rabbi Yochan, who got a noble woman to share and seek a secret remedy for this disease, which he then shared with the public. So the noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad for diseases that needed eight days of treatment beginning on Shabbos, which reminds us that one may be Machal Shabbos to save someone's life, not only when there's a possibility that he may die on this Shabbos, but even when there's a possibility that he may die on another Shabbos. And the Gemara illustrates this halakha with the case of doctors who assess the patient requires treatment for eight days, and the first day Shabbos, which will then require, be Machal Shabbos twice. So the noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad for diseases that needed eight days of treatment beginning on Shabbos was distraught when a father discovered them when he busted down the door to save his son who had gotten locked inside. Which reminds us, it was taught in Ebrisa, that we tend to matters involving danger to life on Shabbos even when it's necessary to be mechal Shabbos and anyone who's quick to be mechal Shabbos to save a life is praiseworthy and he doesn't need to obtain rishus from Basin. If one saw that a child was locked in a room, and the child is very frightened. He may break down the door and take the child out. And the Lord explains that this is permitted even though he intends to break down the door into pieces that he needs for some purpose. All right, that concludes today's share. This is Rabbi Ramgold. and Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.